start recording. Okay, yo. Okay, yo. All day. It's 12.01, so let's start this up. Yeah, I think we're ready to start, so. What's up, everybody? Welcome to OKKO OK Let's Talk Heroes. I'm your host, uh, Mikey Shota, joined alongside, as always, with... I'm Waffle Pope. My power is that um, I can be in charge of any religion as long as they serve waffles. <laughs> That's, I made that up just now. <laughs> and I'm Wolf Strin. I guess my power is that I can like, smell at people and piss them like, off or something. <laughs> nice! I, I draw aggro in the battle <laughs> for fighting enemies. Through the chain. That's nice. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get the list off my power. I guess my power is uh, super hosting powers. Kind of leading the charge, so to say. And you are the best. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're talking OKKO, OK so I guess uh, what better way to kick things off with is uh, this awesome intro right here. storyboarded by uh, folks from uh, Studio Trigger, you know, known for doing stuff like uh, Kill the Kill and uh, Little Witch Academia. They're dipping their, they're dipping their hands in like everything out there lately, it seems. Yeah, like, uh, it also kind of reminds me of the fact that uh, Studio Trigger also, like, it, they did kind of an intro thing, though more of a fake intro sort of deal with, uh, if any of you remember that uh, once Toy Story uh, special, uh, Toy Story That Time Forgot, with the uh, the battle sores, Studio Trigger did do the opening to that uh, fake little series right there, so it's kind of seems like... Section of that. Yeah, and they also did the uh, opening to uh, Black Dynamite Season 2. Yeah. But, uh, yep. No, they, they, like, Studio Trigger does a great job of, like, starting up shows. Like, honestly, like, if, if they made a battle sores, I'd eat that up. Like, yeah. that looked, I was hoping that was just a pilot for Battlestars. Yeah, I really would love to see Battlestars in like the similar vein to like this uh, OKKO OK opening right here. Yep. But God, what a, what a fantastic treat though to a fantastic series. Yeah, a really, really good series and kind of like one of the more mainstays of like this like current era of like Cartoon Network shows and like, you know, seeing, seeing as how like a lot of the older shows like say regular show and Avengers Time are kind of coming to an end or have since come to an end. We have like shows like OKKO OK kind of like you know, being sort of the flag bears with Cartoon Network nowadays. I know, and I remember like, like really early, like wanting this one to be made into a show way back when, and I never thought it would actually, because <laughs> I don't, I, I, oh, I don't know, maybe it was just because the style needed to be changed up or something, but yeah, the pilot was a little bit messy, but I honestly, it's like my favorite. I love it so much. Well, yeah, back back in that original run, it was like the it was one of the best of the pilots that was being offered back then. Honestly, yeah. And now we're at the point now where like the the series can actually look back and make fun of the pilots. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really fascinating because like so many shows nowadays, like especially American cartoons, because there's this like regurgitation and shared like media between like uh, the U.S. and Japan and a lot of different things. Um, so like we've influenced a whole bunch with uh, like Eastern like animation, and then as it came back over here, it kind of like bounced back, and now we have OKKO. OK which is like, I think the pinnacle of like everything that we grew up with, like from Saturday morning cartoons to like afternoons, like uh, 
action blocks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like a kid's sketchbook brought to life. It's, yeah, like uh, the thing with the creators, uh, created the series created by uh, Ian Jones Cordy and uh, Toby Jones. Like the thing they went in with this series, like basically how they became friends, like when working on the show, is that they would just chat each other up about like some like you know classic nerd stuff back in the day, like whether it be like classic anime, like Evangelion, or even like classic video game consoles like the Dreamcast. Like, that's basically how they became friends, the creators of the show. They just bonded over talking about the Dreamcast. And they're such nerds, too. Like, yeah. they, like, you'll see them, like, periodically come on, like, podcasts, like, talk about The Simpsons and stuff. Yeah, like, uh, Very open to talk about that stuff. Very open about the things that have inspired them. Yeah, if you want, like, a really good podcast to listen to with the creators, uh, Angel and Sporting and Toby Jones, is, uh, I would highly recommend uh, Talking Simpsons, which is, like, a Simpsons podcast where they go through each episode of The Simpsons, they were specifically on an episode, the uh, the Poochie episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> along with uh, Rebecca Sugar, who did uh, Steven yeah. Universe, and they were like talking all about like the uh, how animation works, and like he did a really good insight on like how they see animation. And they also recently did uh, another podcast with the same guys who do Talking Simpsons called uh, What a Cartoon, all about OKKO OK and like how the whole pro the whole process of like making this entire series. But like, oh man, this. Where, where do you even begin with OKKO? Okay, mm. <clears throat> I mean, um, I mean, like with this, with this series, like okay, so uh, I'm assuming like because most people in here cosplay from it, so like <laughs> except except for you <laughs> over there, your jellyfish, or jelly six, okay. hamburger. <laughs> um, so. Like I'm sure you guys jumped on board. Like, uh, like what was it that like brought most of you guys out here? Because like, there's only like a few of you here. So like, what's like what was like really stuck out to you guys? Instead of curiosity. Like just did anybody like anybody have any what brought you into the series? Sorry, she, she brought me into the series. Yes. No, it's fine. It's cool. Yes, yeah, you over there. The art. Yeah. Yeah. No, the art is just like fantastic. It's, yeah, it's it can be very cute and it can also be like really funny and there's a lot of dynamic like bounce and stretch going on, um, like almost at any time. And I think it's because they don't always keep to a specific. Yeah, uh, like, uh, like with this series, they say it's very board driven, like storyboard driven, like whatever they do on the storyboards, that's like how the animation works. And when they come up with like a specific animation style, they have to like specifically tell the uh, animation studio in Korea, I believe, like you have to animate like this. Don't make it perfect. Like make it as like weird as we want it to make it. And like that's kind of like really adds to the whole charm of the series, especially one thing I kind of like how it's very like very rough and kind of almost doodle like with uh, the character designs. Yeah, that lends very much to itself, though. Yeah, no. Cause, yeah, because yeah. like it's like it's, it's again like that's what I really liked about the show is I felt like stuff I'd be drawing in my in my notebook like I can't draw Kid Goku but it would look like KO. <laughs> like, like, it would look you like him. Kid Goku, but like through the eyes of a kid. Yeah, he's trying to be Goku. Exactly. And it's it just it just feels like like it's like I said before like it's a celebration of all the like great things that we grew up with. Um, outside of that, like it's kind of like moving um, into more things here. Like <clears throat> with the uh, with the story of OKKO, OK like just I just love that like it's it's almost like this all the overarching plot is just kind of like incidental. They're not really do like it does. It's not like there's a way too heavy on everything. Things are mostly just there to change up things as they, like, to keep the hijinks going, so you can keep getting those references. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, outside of that, like, 
it's it's just a fantastic series if you're a big fan of uh, like Eastern culture and even um, like more like recent like Western culture just kind of mashing together into this like perfect like like Power Rangers DBZ. Like, yeah, so I think the way I originally put it is that like you, it, 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 it's the kind of series that didn't need to have any kind of continuity. It doesn't need to. Even as you watch it progressively, you feel like it doesn't really like, need to. But then it does anyway, and you're just like, okay, that was well appreciated. Thank you very much. We're trying to transcend like something here. You were trying to raise the bar, and you totally did. Like, yeah, delivery. I believe that's one of the things that the creators went into going with this because, like, you know, they want to make a series that, you know, anyone can jump in at any episode and kind of, like, they know what's going on, but they still want to have, like, that sort of overarching plot to the series. Yeah, and they'll still have, like, mini plots, too, like, you know, even going to a brand new school. Mm. Like, they can still manage that and, like, still, like, hook you in and keep you, like, as an avid watcher. But, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, so like uh, going on all on that tangent there, I'm um, just kind of piggybacking on it. Um, what we've got up here. So, like, there's been a couple of. Um, so, like, I have a lot of theories <laughs> with this show. Um, it's the place for this. Uh, so, with with OKKO, OK uh, we all know there's like some MacGuffins and what have you in this series. Like, <clears throat> what was it? The Glorps or the yeah, the Glorps. 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 Um, I so I. I don't know if it's ever explicitly stated, but I have a feeling that this is a world where things were normal, and then Glorps introduced or at least discovered, and it let people just kind of like, <laughs> it let people kind of like take on like almost like a like a my hero type of thing where everybody just suddenly started getting powers. Yeah. Um, and with that, I feel like that energy is what gives everybody their weird ability, and that's Ooh. why. That uh, what was the name of the corporation um, that like made pow cards? I can't remember. It was. Uh, it might just have pow cards in the name. I, I don't remember. Uh, but you guys know what you're talking about there. That that corporation. Right. I feel like the energy it tunes to that machine is based on that principle of the glories. Like how you collect experience in a video game. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, oh, so, yeah, like that, experience exactly, in a video game. Exactly. Like, 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 like experience in a video game as a plot element, not called experience. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is exactly like kind of the the tethering force of the entire series. Um, so like, as far as like that theory is concerned, like it seems like it's probably going in that direction, but we can only really as they tell us, like, find out, like, what that actually, like, does with everything, because they seem pretty valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like everybody wants them, but, so... For now, there's a lot of, like, shadowy stuff involving yeah. right now. And, like, mostly with, like, Gorbs being known as, like, uh, kind of a, in, like, a mysterious bunker underneath uh, the bodega. Mm-hmm. Which I guess would, like, kind of lead into this, uh, this clip I have here of, like, uh, KO battling, uh, getting introduced to a shadowy figure, one of, the, like, the main antagonists of the series, and this, I feel like, the, like, uh, in the theory you have, it's like, yeah. this is the moment that kind of sets up a lot of big plot stuff for the series. Yeah, so, um, shadowy figure, so I want to talk about him a little bit, because there's a lot of really awesome, like, character building and writing going on with KO's character that you're just getting the seeds of whenever we encounter this character. Like, this is this show is kind of, like, in itself, like, a reflection of uh, many stories that have already been told um, in, like, anime and a lot of other uh, action shows like this. But the nice thing is, like, a character literally called Shadowy Figure shows up with the plot. <laughs> and this is hilarious in itself. Um, 
Kale being as naive as he is, like when we were children, falls for it. <laughs> right, right. Um, so in this in this clip here, is this the one where they're yep where they first meet underneath Bodega? Okay, all right, all right. So I'll go ahead and play this. I could have never gotten through that messy door without that power of yours. <laughs> and with your help, I can finally harvest these glorbs. These glowing bits? Oh, foolish child. You can't begin to comprehend the incredible power that lies within. And now they're all mine. No, they... Seriously, the episode where this character was introduced. Now, TKO, just putting, like, just, I love this. So, coming back to the Glorb thing, I have a couple theories about this, where, um, Shadowy Figure, he has a certain marking on his face that two other characters share, that we've seen. Um, what was his name? It's the Laser Blast. Laser Blast, the Laser Blast. I was gonna call him Cyclops. <laughs> um, so Laser Blast and Professor Venomous all have these like three markings on their face. Mm -hmm. 
Um, they all have a similar stature and a similar voice. Now, what I think is going on here is in that flashback episode where Kit, where, um, is everybody caught up? Everybody's caught up, right? Because I think <laughs> it started going off on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, we'll assume. We'll assume now, because there you got deep in the way. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, so basically, uh, these three characters, those three spots that they have on their face, um, I feel like these three characters are, are they the same character or they're either working with they're either like related or some like somehow. Um, I feel like the, the them being the same character has a lot of merits because when um, Mr. Gar was having that like having that emotional problem trying to like get bring his feelings out to Okeo's mom. Yeah. Um, and then that caused her to hesitate and then laser blast gets taken out of the picture in the um, in the incident of the it was that like a, was it was a yeah. sandwich the sandwich incident. yeah the, sa- the, sa- the sandwich incident the sandwich incident the famous yeah. sandwich incident yeah. so when he got crumpled into whatever that was and disappeared I have a feeling that the glorps are some kind of power that's either from another reality or some other like like dimension of some kind and that laser blast has returned as a villain because they have, they did make it make up that you know um, your pow card has a positive number if you're a good guy, but has a negative number if you're a bad guy. There might be a negative world that this this war is being waged against, um, maybe in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, Laser blast may have found negative glorbs to give him villain power. It's a possibility that that could be a thing. And when he came, and he when he returned, because we don't know a lot of what's going on in, outside of the safe zone or the, um, yeah. we don't know a whole lot of what's going on out there, um, so far in the series. But the fact of the matter is, is that Glorps are dangerous, and there's a lot. They're really trying to like hoard them and make sure that certain, only certain people are getting them. And a good answer to that is that they do corrupt you, or they don't completely understand why there's a dynamic and why there's like this negative energy opposing this positive energy. So with uh, Laser Blast come, like, is Professor Venomous, it makes sense why he was so into Boxman and coming to the bodega because there might be a slight feeling of revenge against that Mr. Gar. And on top of that, uh, unrequited feelings or feelings for um, uh, Ko's mom. Which brings me to the biggest theory, which a lot of people in the community um, think might be true, is that shadowy figure, he is Professor Venomous, and Professor Venomous is Laser Blast, right. is K.O.'s father. Mm-hmm. Which explains right. why when he showed up here for the Glorbs, he wasn't really trying that hard to get them. And when he failed, he parted ways at like kind of like a, okay, I kind of did what I wanted to do. I unlocked TKO, my true son, who is a negative creature, not a positive one. Hmm, okay. So, basically that's what my theory is, is that um, he is slowly turning KO into a villain because he is now a creature from that, wherever he went in that like sandwich incident. Um, so he wants his son back out of like this like being who is like both at once. Yes, yeah, exactly. And um, I do have a clip of uh, KO becoming TKO right here, and which is involved with Shadowy Figure trying to bring out that anger and kind of darkness within KO, which I can uh, go ahead and play here. 
<laughs> I think the creators themselves say that uh, TKO was actually based off uh, Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yes, it's like I uh, that. there's like another episode later on where like a KO goes inside his own mind into like TKO's house and like you see TKO like you know kind of in like this room where he's just filled with like nothing but junk food and stuff like that. He's like basically they basically say like TKO is supposed to be representative of like what kids at that age thought would be super cool. Right, because he's super rebellious. He's yeah. like, he's like clearly going through like a phase. He's really insecure. Yeah, I look at TKO and I think like, God, I know I knew so many kids back in high school and middle school and shit that like went through that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great metaphor because like it's it's real. Like that's like when you're a child, you think all the hard stuff, like the bad stuff, like the hey, look how cool I am, look how hard and like strong I am. I could like eat nails for breakfast, that be milk. <laughs> like you, like that kind of the attitude is what you think as a kid is the is cool, and that's what it is adults. And that's what's like a fantastic about that whole transformation and the whole thing with Saturday Figure because he's like he's a he's abusing Ko's like naivety and not knowing how to not only control his anger but not knowing what it actual like it means to actually be an adult and be a strong hero. Right. And turn it into some negative, which also brings me back to that there's a negative world where the villains are straight up like their energy is coming from. Um, but it does result in like a learning experience for KO every time he has to deal with taking TKO from this point forward. Like it's some, it's some part of him that he has to reconcile eventually yep. and uh, later on he even learns to uh, control the power. Yep. I think I heard somewhere that like whenever like TK, whenever KO is in control of TKO's power, like if whenever they're working in combination, they're called like RKO. They understand, they talk to me. <laughs> what does the R stand for? Um, oh god, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, mm, like you say RKO, and me as a wrestling fan, like me singing the theme and like. You know, saying RKO, I kind of think is like Randy Orton, Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> go or was it PKO? Was it like Perfect KO or something? Perfect knockout. No, I'm pretty sure it was RKO. I just don't know what the R stood for. From out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like the that's another thing that's really the beauty of that um, whole. It's just so good. Like that whole moment was a turn. Like I said, it was a printing work for me in the series. That was just like that's. That's so real. Like, like, have, like, it's a good lesson for kids too, because it's like when you go through that phase and be able to understand that you need to like still be yourself and stop trying to like destroy who you are, but you do need to have the strength. Yeah. Like, they're not saying the strength is bad. That's what I love about that. Is they're not saying the strength is bad. They're saying you need to control it and not just assume that you are just the only person who can do anything and everyone else is dumb and they don't believe in you and it's just only you on your own. Control the power, understand it, and be able to use it when you need it. And that's, yeah, you can't bottle up those emotions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Not it's a good line for kids yeah. watching the show. Yeah, I don't have to say but KO I think is like a good role model for some kids out there. Any in kid, some ways, I would say. Some any ways. kid age uh, 6 to 11 yeah. is uh, KO's age. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nobody yeah. says that. It's like, what's the old my 6 to 11? Yes. We have seen one other Turbo character in the series so far, I yeah. and that was when uh, Fink went Turbo. Yeah. So, like, do you think we'll see Turbo versions of like Inid and 
Now, I have my own theory of that. I think Fink is actually being experimented upon by uh, Professor Venomous to try and like replicate TKO's powers. That's what I'm thinking. Because I think it just works really well. Like she's like his lab rat, basically. Yeah. So and it's, and I think it makes sense that he would he, she would like experiment those powers with yeah. on her and stuff. And if he's laser blast and the whole theory is like correct there, then that's like it all wraps up perfectly because like if <laughs> he's exper experimenting on this uh, similar sized child to his son to really unlock that potential, because there's probably going to be a, a moment where there's going to be a big massive like hilarious battle between the two I'm like no he's because like KO's building to a character that has major daddy issues because of that one issue yeah. that one episode was really like harming where he's like kind of hits the core of what's wrong is that he doesn't have, he doesn't have a daddy he wants one and that's a perfect horrible spot for someone like shadowy figure Professor Venomous to kind of move into and by that by doing that that creates a rivalry between KO and um, what was it? Yeah. Fink? Fink. Fink. With Fink. Fink and KO. Um, where they might have, like, some kind of, like, great, like, um, character dynamic for TKO and, and her have, like, a, like, a bratty sister or bratty older brother. And <laughs> there's like, room to open up that relationship yeah. between the two. Yeah. I still can't believe they have Rat Fink on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reference. <laughs> uh. But no, like, uh, with this whole thing with, like, Shadow Figure and TKO and all this, it's like, it was a really good setup for, like, a whole overarching uh, story, story arc of the series, though. I would say that's not the only uh, overarching story arc of the series, because uh, one of the more notable story arcs of uh, OKKO is uh, through uh, the point prep arc, where it involves Enid going to, like, uh, basically, like, hero school for My Hero Academia and yeah. trying to learn how to be a better hero. <laughs> it's, yes. it's got a lot of Harry Potter references and... Okay. Ooh, does uh, the chip damage stuff tie in with like, like turbo KO stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do so it's more like the, I don't know, I always thought that was more like the schools. Well, uh, here's, so here's like, the How they do hero herodom. Well, here's the thing, like, I feel like there might be some connection there, because like, with, with like, I just school study story and stuff, so like, um, I can kind of see the seeds they put in the, the series, and I can kind of form in my head, like, kind of where I think it might go. Um, with uh, people being so shady, like uh, like Chip Damage, with the Glorbs and like how they're like training these children to kind of like almost go turbo on command, like he's kind of making those kids go turbo. You don't see the spikes and everything come out, like the big villain thing, but it's very similar. And they're and they become much more negative when they do activate this energy. So the thing, and there's another thing in there that we haven't really talked about that much, and that's robots. Mm -hmm. Hmm. There's something I think is very strange is that this whatever this big battle is that's going on around the safe zone There's all these machines that everybody's talking about like they're always bad like machines are always bad Why is that? Well, what we know about machines they usually are portrayed as having no emotion. They're usually like um, They just do a job. They're not like yeah. they're not inhuman. Yeah, they just have um, a specific like function and mode and all that. Ex exactly um, all Boxman's robots are, are evil, and he powers them by Glorbs. Well, the one and, that's not evil is the one that doesn't display emotion. Oh, that's, you know, that's a good point. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. And what I what I meant by what I was getting at with that would be good point. 
Um, when I was saying like the whole thing about them not having emotion and everything, not necessarily all the ones in OKKO have no emotion. That's just a general thing about robots. Um, and it's just like a good counterbalance act against these really extremely um, like colorful heroes. All the robots have are showing emotion, but usually the emotion that they show are pretty negative most of the time. Chip damage is pretty good at showing this heroic persona. So they programmed him to do something like that. Um, with, um, <sighs> I'm, like, I'm terrible at names, I always forget about these characters. I marathoned this show. <laughs> so stuff became kind of a blur. Um, but the barber robot, um, Mr. Logic. Mr. Logic yeah. um, the nice thing about him is that he went against his programming. So his programming was to be like all the other like mean robots, but he went against that programming. So there's definitely a that shows like a sign that they're whatever this like energy is that they're manipulating, you can turn it the other way too. So you can definitely like overcome it or become a hero yourself. Um, but basically, like just to, just to my points um, with the robots and the point prep and all that stuff, like coming into this like whole like dark energy that they're using. Um, it's very possible that point prep has either been infiltrated mm -hmm. or laser blast came back yeah and we don't know if he's actually pulling some strings to try to get people to go turbo more um but yeah like there are some things or there are some things that theory that are flawed just because of the um the personalities of the robots right um but like for the most part like there's definitely something going on with them trying to get people to go turbo which is a little, yeah, a little shady. Um, yeah, which I uh, I do have a clip of, which is goes to show like how they use like with all these characters going turbo during this entire uh, point prep arc right here, and the big reveal to what's been been going on. We seem to be in a bad situation. That was your idea. Chip damage. 
It's so weird to me. Um, one thing, I also had a weird story about this because like, I wasn't aware there was a Captain Planet episode while I was marathoning this. So for me, that was a unique experience <laughs> because I, while I was watching this, I was like like in between like uh, just like going into comas from like having to take pain medication. And, and, and I would, no, no, because I, I was in a car accident. It was like, I was going through like covering that. And it was just like, I would wake up and sometimes an I forgot to turn it off. An episode where he's playing. I started hearing Captain Planet. I had dreams about Captain Planet. And I woke up and I'm watching an OKKO's OK on with Captain Planet in it. And I'm like, this isn't real. What? I, I got to stand up and like walk around my house for a little bit and make sure like everything was fine. I sat down. I, I, you know, I called my mom. I was like, hey, I'm having a rough time. I don't know what's going on. I think Captain Planet might be in a new cartoon. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty scared right now. Help. And then, and then I went back to my computer and I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, it's Captain Planet. So I rewatched it and the episode before that that I missed. And I was like, holy crap, this is real. <laughs> this is amazing. It, it's real. They actually did it. And most surprising of all, they like cared a lot about Captain Planet in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like they're like sure they point out that like they, they it's pretty clear that like the creators knew this was like a pretty goofy character that they're reviving, but they show like actual heart for it. Like they actually like get down to the point that like no, he did stand for something important out there that should not be denied, and they address that in the episode. And it's a really like sad return for Captain Planet because like. Now we're in like oh, 2018 yeah, yeah. and like, he acknowledged in the episode that like, yeah, the world is like way worse now than uh, when he was around and it's like, it's 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 kind of somber in that regard. Also yeah. you have like that one It's really line. like hard to hear him so defeated. Yeah. You also have that like one line where you uh, you meet the original Captain Planet villain who was uh, originally played by Meg Ryan in the original yeah. series. Right. And she has a line where she says like, uh, you know, the best thing about uh, climate change is that no one believes it exists. Oh. And it's just like, it's a funny line, but at the same time, it's sad because it's true. Yeah, it really digs deep. And I, I just love that they captured the essence of Captain Planet. Because, like, think, of, think about OKKO is that, like, it, it can pull off these serious, like, small plot elements and have all this, like, insanity, like, goofiness going on. It's like, it's like, it's like you're watching, like, like, Fairly Odd Parents, but it's got, like, this big, crazy, like, like, anime story <laughs> underneath it. Um, and yeah, it's it's Yeah, and then they pulled off, like, it pulled off beautifully. Did we get, did we get to your comment? Yeah, well, when, you know, I mean, some people may have acted like it wasn't, th those type, types of cartoons weren't appreciated, but there were a lot, of, I knew a lot of kids who actually liked all those characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I liked yeah. But mainly because they taught you something. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? Also, Fred was talking about stuff that no other, no other cartoon did. Right. right. Yeah. It had an AIDS episode. Yeah. yeah exactly. AIDS episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it did. There, it's it, it hit a lot of like tough subjects people were like afraid to talk about or like yeah. didn't feel qualified for. And it was a time before the internet was like really like as connected as it is now with people. Um, so having a television show that just gives us a conversation piece or starter yeah. at all is huge. Even if it's corny, even if it's got like like funny like GI Joe dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Because like trust me, that that I have a I have a soft spot for like <laughs> for the, the writing of that era because just the stuff that some characters would say and do is just the is my favorite thing in the world, and I just love how. Um, 
that this the Pete Crazy show also had that soft spot as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it also kind of helps that the fact that uh, the creators of the show really like digging deep into like the, the classic Time Warner and Hanna Barbera era of animation. <laughs> like they have that access because you know Cartoon Network's owned by Time Warner and also they own Hanna Barbera. So it's just like I bet they were kind of going into going into this thing and like, hey, why don't we try to revive some of these characters? Like, from the from the past, you know, do go for these like deep cut references, but still trying to like make really good stories out of them. What? Next next time, Captain Planet's gonna teach Ko Ko all that needs. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 oh man. Okay, so oh, no, 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 I have an idea. That inspired no, you. No, 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 I have an idea. Because you know, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. 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 So in Okay Ko, um, there have been time travel episodes. Yeah. Okay. We know there's a dystopian, messed up future where some stuff happens. Mm-hmm. What if? <clears throat> and we know that the Captain Planet travels through time at some point. And that was hilarious because he meets Hitler. And that, if you've never seen that episode, you <laughs> have to see that episode. <laughs> oh my god. I remember I was, in, I was in high school at the time when I saw it, playing upstairs, walking up the stairs. And I saw it on the TV. And I saw that it was the moment he said, too much hatred. Losing power. Yeah. The power is yours. Yeah. And he gave it back to the kids. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> I have never had my sides buckle before. <laughs> I fell down the stairs. <laughs> I fell down the stairs laughing at that moment. I will never forget that. But KO traveling through time to go solve some kind of weird thing. Maybe involving the plot with Captain Planet would be a great episode. Yeah, that would be. That would be great because he could be canon. He, yeah. he fits in this universe so well. I didn't think he mm-hmm. would until he was in this episode. Like, so, yeah. so like if you were, I like, like it. I like it a lot. I like <laughs> that. that I, so, I want to see that dog. So if you were, if you really want to talk about like uh, characters fitting into canon, another crossover I really want to talk about is uh, uh, the fact that they did a crossover with uh, Scooby Doo in the Ghoul School. This was a Halloween treat right here. Right here, I got a clip right here. Wow, I, I can't believe you're all 
Oh my god. Gaslighting people. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do that though. What okay. is his power? It's a curse. Oh, <laughs> he's too pure. Yeah. Bobby, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't strong enough to defeat Shadow. It's figure. okay, man. Your power card says you're level 11. Guns don't kill people, robots. Oh, no, no, no. You have, have a villain persona called Rusty Shackleford for sure. Yes, yes. for sure. Yes. For sure. Yes. Level yes. You gotta wake up six feet on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, get on this. I want to see this now. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, like the, that's the beauty about it. It's like, like you just imagine all these other things interacting with their world and how fun it would be. How about you do an actual crossover with an actual show maybe like Steven Universe? And... Yeah, well, you know, Steven Universe is... I mean exclusively. Like, but, like not is... with Titans Go. Well, they, well, well, hey, oh, oh, you want to... Not with Ben 10. Well, speaking of that episode, when, I, when they first announced that crossover, I sarcastically turned to my sister and I said... Uh, what, however, the crossover is going to turn out. It's not going to be as good as Cartoon Network City. But it is. But, but it, it was. Is Cartoon Network City. Wait, did you talk about that? Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah. We, we could probably bring it up now. Perfect segue. We totally can. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, for a second, I thought it was giving me the finger. I want that image on like <laughs> on like a sign and just put it up. Whatever somebody makes pissing me off, like. <laughs> Well, so, 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 so show's called OKKO, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> It'd be like White a... nationalist. It'd be, okay, <laughs> be kind of like uh, in the Sonic OVA. There was like a moment in the Sonic OVA where Sonic flips yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, because it's shy, it's, uh, and it, like, it's the way that you... <laughs> Getting off track. Getting off track. But no, like since you brought it up, off track. but since you brought it up, I guess we can like uh, talk about the uh, yeah, well, thing, crossover right. nexus to kind of close out this panel. So and fucking good. How good is that whole crossover? Out of ten, nine and a half. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I think it was like an eight and a half out of ten. That was pretty good. Yeah, I really, good. but it helps how low your standards. Hmm. I was expecting nothing and got everything. Yeah. Right, right, because they were actually able to like, reference the, uh, the way they dun, did it. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Right, they were able to use some of the old jingles from the old Cartoon Network City. Uh, yeah, the, the old city and like that. You know. Even going for like deep cut references here, like uh, in this image right here, you can see like characters yeah. that haven't they been even on air pilots. Yeah. yeah, it even gets. That's what happened to Robot Jones! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make that joke when I saw that. So the sad part is, for every one of those characters, they could like write their own screen there, and they had, oh. to, they had to like sign paperwork. Sign paperwork yeah. for every single one Shelter. just to show them on screen. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And they have to get their models right. Yeah. yeah, plus if this happened post-Infinity War, you know it would have been a lot more tragic. Oh yeah, the most ambitious, most ambitious plot. No, I'm saying you history. would have seen them all die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, uh, we're talking about like, uh, a lot of deep cover references here, and like bringing back all these old characters. I'm surprised the most is they brought back... Uh, and this guy in the middle between Chowder and Weasel, Moxie from the Moxie show, like... One of the most, or one of the first original Cartoon Network uh, yeah. animated yeah. characters done for like bumpers. What about Roger the Squirrel? Oh, Is that kind of a Cartoon Network? Wait, what? Which guy? The Squirrel. Squirrel Boy. There's a orange squirrel. Yeah, Squirrel Boy is there. Isn't he somewhere? I don't remember. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because sure, I think that was like another cartoon made by like another company outside of Cartoon Network. Yeah, they just kind of licensed. 
I think it was like kind of like a total drama. Yeah, it's about a Titan. Is that Pearl? No. And also another thing I really want, really like is that uh, you know we talk about like how they brought back old Star Trek actors to play like yeah, characters absolutely. in this uh, in this special they got uh, Michael Dorn who played Warp and he played uh, Strike the main villain mm. and he was able to come in and also do uh, I Am Weasel for like that final scene right. where they all get uh, revived and everything. Oh, clever! Okay. And the there funny thing go. I heard about from the creators, like as they said on the uh, What a Cartoon podcast. Is that uh, when they asked Michael Dorn to like say, "Hey, do you want to do like lines for Weasel?" Michael Dorn just like jumped at the chance, to just like, "Yes, I want to do more Weasel voices." Did he just shout, "I am Weasel"? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, start for Weasel. I'm and apparently, know. like uh, after saying, "I am Weasel," he went on like this big monologue about how like he's, he was never brought in to do any more cartoons ever since the series has ended. Aww. What was the name of that squirrel? Was the hat that would pass the Secret squirrel. Yeah, was he in there? Don't, I hope so. I love that. Yeah. There's like a lot of like different references. I'm pretty sure there's like videos online that kind of like analyze and point out each of the references. They have Black Hat. They even reference like uh, characters from cartoons that haven't even aired on Cartoon Network yet, like uh, Victor and Valentino or like uh, that villainous series that's supposed mm-hmm. to be coming yeah, up soon. Black Hat. Mm-hmm. What, wait, but wasn't that aired in like Europe? Uh, Latin America. Latin, yeah, Latin America. Oh, Latin America, yeah. And Tumblr's already was already following it, mm-hmm. but then Tumblr died. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they did. They know what they did. No. Hey, what what took my nose? Got your nose. Y'all you <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Y'all like. <laughs> yes. Speaking of like European ones, you know, uh, Count Ducula was the, the <sighs> favorite. Oh yeah, no, 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 uh, they had a, a like they're traveling around with the the castle. There's a big Halloween crossover. Count Dunkula, yeah, in its uh, cousin Count Dunkula, yeah, yeah. uh, and visits oh, the family. Oh, no, Count Dunkula is like their pet or something. Like they had like like there's like a weird. Oh, that's messed like, up. Like no, they have like a weird dynamic with duck people. Uh-huh. That's how they introduced duck people into it. Wait, they, wasn't there like a duck cartoon network show? I remember his eyes like went off his head, or is that Disney? Off his head? Are you thinking of Duckman? That that's like that's USA. Duckman. Yeah, that's USA. Are you kidding? Dozens of people watch USA. Pay <laughs> <laughs> for online network sound. Oh, yes. Oh, but that's no, We didn't get Duckman, we got Squirrel Boy. Oh, okay. yeah. But he had a good joke when he was stuck on an island in the middle of a highway. Yes, one good joke for one good episode. <laughs> But uh, I really appreciate this whole uh, CN crossover nexus thing and just like, you know, we talked about how like they originally planned the episode to be uh, a 22 minute episode, but they had to get it cut down. But uh, even the creators say that uh, getting it cut down kind of made things a bit better because like they can like focus more in on these Cartoon Network references and kind of make it like more of a tribute for like uh, Cartoon Network celebrating a big anniversary at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that's that's why I love this, and I wanna I wanna see more of this too. Yeah, we're we're lucky in that regard that we have like people at Cartoon Network that actually care to revive this stuff in some way. Also, one thing I want to mention first is that uh, apparently in the uh, you know the ending of the uh, this crossover is that uh, Kaya wakes up from a dream, but he like sees the power cards of like Ben, Garnet, and everyone, yep. and uh, realizes that oh, this really did happen. Apparently, there was a line in the original ending where he wakes up and he goes like ah. 
it was all canon. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, bro. No, no, this is canon. This is canon. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh. Yes. Uh, wait, I have that a was kind of like the prequel. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Question for you three. Yeah. Is there anything in the crossover anniversary episode that you personally want to see but didn't happen? In the crossover anniversary episode? Um. I don't no. want to see more with like maybe Ed and Eddie because like that's my personal favorite cartoon on the show. So anything with the Eds would have been Double great. Join the kid next door. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, I would have liked to see more kids next door, and I also would have liked to see um, more villains from Courage Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Just oh, references yeah. of them. Just, just. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> or or the, duck, the duck, the duck aliens come oh, in and they just yeah. get immediately turned. What the Beatles? Yeah. 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 Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah. You got the voice of the Beatles. <laughs> well, Doug Rollos, why do we lay eggs? We lay eggs. I don't know. No, Doug Brothers. Look what you mean. I'm only doing it because you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop That's telling me what to do. <laughs> Now. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even, or even just having Muriel walk by and just say, oh, and just like, with, just with, like, the recorded screams that they're yeah, there. yeah, yeah, just, just having Muriel and you just walk by with the recorded screams and just getting like, just getting turned. I, that's like, that's the kind of thing. I just wanted to see more with that because I feel like, like they're that show's great for just short gags. You could just sprinkle mm-hmm. it anywhere. K and D would have been good because then you could have had them like have like one, but that would have been too much because you kids had next door battle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you have this like real so nice suit up scene, and then they just get annihilated right yeah. away. Yeah. But that would have been the extended version. Yeah, that's yeah. too much. So yeah, exactly. Uh, in that one, uh, in that one school episode, they referenced the Grimwood School for Girls. Yeah, Grimwood School. Uh, and they also referenced Luna Nova. Yeah, from Little Witch. Do you think? Maybe we'll get lucky enough for that crossover. Oh, oh I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, no. I mean Trigger did do the opening, though I don't know how far that's gonna go with between uh, Ian Jones Cordy and the Studio Trigger. Well, so much I get from you, like, there's been like nothing about that in recent years except for like the game. So I wouldn't bet money on it. I would hope for, but you know, but then again, anything's possible in this right. world. Um, speaking of Trigger and Griffith Network partnership. Uh, have you watched Amazing World of Gumball? Yeah, I have. Yeah, Gumball. Yes. Yes. Well, the anime fight scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. We want a trigger to do that oh, fight scene. Oh, yeah. right. So, so, yeah. But, you know, there's a kid that he was throwing in the frames, and <laughs> they bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, no, this, this show is just, like, it has so much potential in it, and it's just, like, it's this really strange mix of, like, being able to have like these big crossovers, big story elements. I can't wait to see what heights it gets to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You in the middle. Would yes. you say it's a kid friendly mega sex You know what? That's a good that's but a, not a tax write off. <laughs> yeah. I I'm gonna say it definitely isn't it's it's not a tax write off. And you know what? <laughs> Like with uh with yet that mention of like it being a kid friendly Megas XLR, I feel like there's a very similar spirit 
two megapixel art just well, because it, just because like Eastern and Western cultures. Yeah, it's just like that's yeah. it's, it's this combination of Eastern and Western cultures. Um, and it's more modern because we have like all after all of this flood of Eastern and Western culture mixing together we've had for so long. This is like really kind of the pinnacle of everything mixing together. So yeah, I'd say it's kind of like a Megas XLR, more aimed at kids and more aimed at. And also, there's another perspective for this show: is parents who are millennials right. who are now growing up with this big box of uh, of their collection of their childhood that they can now pass along to their children. Ko is the children. He, like he's the the self insert for the kids and like Enid and um uh and Mr. Gar and like you know his mom and everybody they're us they're you know us the, the grown ups who are like able to pass along all this like awesome stuff um giving them a small taste because I mean like for crying out loud they had that Dexter's Lab reference yeah. well, they had like well, they had TKO going crazy in there like that like it's like DD yeah and they had, they used like the sound effects from like the sound library yeah. in that episode. <laughs> I love that episode. Like anytime Dendy is walking around, you hear like little Dexter, like the yeah. same sound effect as when Dexter is walking around. Uh, I, I love Dendy. Dendy's name is from the creator of Dexter. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that. Dendy getting that's great. Quick, do a Dexter impression. Go. Dendy, stay out of my laboratory. That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Dendy, stay out of my laboratory. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am a grown man. Now you go. Man, I'm stupid. Uh, that's my that's my, that's my, that's my Dini impression. Dini dong. <laughs> oh, what's this button? I'm gonna press it the hundredth time. <laughs> uh, but uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Because we're kind of going over time. Yep. If you could see any generic cliche themed episodes, what would you want and why? Oh man. All three of you. Uh. Generic. Episode where everybody gets shipped, uh, shipped with like everyone else, like the, the least expected ships you would ever expect. Valentine's okay. Day okay. Yes, exactly. okay. I want I want an episode of Freaky Friday episode. No. Yeah. I want a Freaky, no, I want a Freaky no, Friday. No, no, no. I want a Freaky Friday episode that just keeps building and everyone keeps switching and switching and switching until you're not you you're not sure who's who. And but their behavior. Powerpuff Girls did it. No, 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 no. Powerpuff Girls did it. Yeah. So you really playing that card? The show is a big reference of everything. They, of course. Oh no! There's so no, no, so, so think about it though, because it could be like, like, like the whole Freaky Friday situation that keeps getting like worse and worse and worse, and eventually everybody starts losing their voices, and you can finally fix that thing where they switch everybody's voices, and you know who's who, but their actions are like how the character would act. Right. That'd be great. They used to do that all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was saying like the. Be, uh, maybe a beach episode, but they don't go to the beach. They spend the episode trying to get to the beach, but, he, but stuff keeps happening at night. They can't get yes. to the beach. Oh, yes. Good word. Yeah. I love it. Amazing. And then Shout by the time they like, it's a bottle episode. Yeah, it's by the time they leave for the beach, the episode we just see like the title card, the end, and that's it. <laughs> or it rains. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Even better. You in the middle. What? Who do you want to see switch with who? And how do you feel about them changing voices, even knowing the vocal cords are attached to the brains? <laughs> see, that, that's what, okay. So that's that's the problem with a lot of this. Kids are stupid. They're not gonna know. No, no, change no, their no, that, no. That's because <laughs> like the show's already made jokes like that, making fun of like old cliches. And I want them to do an episode like that where they make fun of that stuff. Where it's like, how did if we just like we just bodies? Why are voices different? And then like things just keep getting weirder and weirder until a point where people like stop talking. Just out of embarrassment because like they're or like they become inactive objects. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, they can't like deal with it, and then like it gets to a point where people, you're not sure who's who, and maybe like I want to see 
I wanted to never know who switched to Mr. Gar until the very <laughs> end, and I wanted to be like something that someone who's like nuts, like um, uh, like the Mouse Girl or 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 Daryl, yeah, or or um, and then like. <laughs> And like just having a lot of the villains switching with the uh, with the heroes, um, and I really want um, uh, radically is to switch with Shannon. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because because of the episode where they had that like short romance, yeah, and really awkward. Thing. Why? <laughs> because it's funny. Why do you want to see him switch? I just told come you. On, oh, come on, I don't want to feel my robot <laughs> Yes, come on. Okay. No, because of my That's fan fiction. Hello, her. Fan no. Is that real? Come on. Okay. You write that episode. I'll give you $5 right now. So you bring up uh, Rad switching with Shannon. I thought of another even uh, another good idea is if, uh, Rad switches with Daryl, so you can just have Ian Jones Forty just play, just do the voice of, for the same character, but like with Rad. <laughs> but with Rad, he's doing like his Daryl voice, where it's just basically him trying to sound more like a wiener. <laughs> I, w- I am Lord Cowboy Daryl. I'm going to meet you at the bodega. <laughs> Man, I want I want uh, I would I want Ian to switch with a uh, real actual skeleton because yeah. she already hates like all that magic stuff. Yeah. And she likes to be a ninja. And so she's just skeletons just like the big. <laughs> and then and then, then in that episode we can find out a real actual skeleton has a whole bunch of weird powers. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Yeah. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, you know it'd be really another good crossover, maybe, but. Uh... The original Ghostbusters, not not the real Ghostbusters, yeah, I, but the with the one with the Tracy the with gorilla. the with the bear and everything. No, no, it was just a gorilla. Yeah, And then these two guys and they're fighting ghosts. <laughs> like, and, and they've got these gums out. Ian's uncles and their pet gorilla are coming yeah. back to visit <laughs> this Halloween special. They got that one. They got a ghost that fell apart. All the time. Right, yeah. right. The OG <laughs> Ghostbusters that nobody remembers. Prime <laughs> Evil. <laughs> you, you, you. Yes, you. If you could see, what was his name, and the main character. Okay. If you could see him in a death battle against any other character, who would you want to see him fight? Oh. Remember, they have to have similar. Um, well, Ko is like kind of like if you took like uh, universe no, he's like he's more like if you took like Kid Goku, who actually had like his parents were more like there. You don't want to piss off Weeboos. I'm not. <laughs> it's not saying I didn't say that was bad. I'm saying he's a different. He's different. He'd win though. I'm not saying he's fighting Kid Goku. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying he's like like similarities that he had like what his character is like. That's like he's like a Kid Goku, but also a little bit like Ryu from like Street Fighter. Yeah. So like. We need a character that's like kind of like that. Top of your head, dog. Right now, down the line, you. What was the question again? Who did you want to see? Okay, KO. A KO fight in a death battle. Deku from My Hero. Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty good one. Like it'd be very one-sided. Like I don't care. It'd be cool to just watch. Yeah, but Deku would just punch him once no, no, and be no, like, "Oh my God, did I hurt you? Like, well, I'm so sorry." Like, I'm super insecure. What do they have? Blood loss. <laughs> you want to talk this out? We're gonna just talk this out. After the panel. <laughs> um, as, as for me, uh, if I would see KO fight anyone, uh, I would like to see him fight uh, Kevin Owens from WWE, so we can have KO versus KO. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, then you throw in a wild card and you introduce another KO, being Cassius Ono from from uh, NXT UK, and it's like, oh man, a triple threat KO battle. Who will reign above as the true KO? 
But then he wants to make so much money, they probably agree to a cross it. But then after that, it would like, even though like you can have like moments where say like KO takes like a power bomb onto an apron or a roaring elbow for Cash Sono, KO would still rise above the rest and defeat Kevin Owens and Cash Sono. Because he's the best and he's the best boy. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, tell me that. Go. Uh, All right. uh, I want to see KO. KO fight. Who? I want to see him fight. Um, no, no. I want him to see him fight a big wiggly worm. Kind <laughs> of wiggly worm. A Texas bull worm. He can handle it. It's big, hairy, and pink. <laughs> so is Patrick Belly Button. But he's scared of it. <laughs> I just can't. Think of it. I actually can't think of anything. I'm like. KKO versus the Alaskan Bulwark! <laughs> the entire episode is him being in the tongue. Oh. <laughs> uh, is this your guys's? It's mine. Oh. Uh, anyone got anything else? We kind of go in until anyone tells us to kick us out because there's no panel after us. So yeah, basically. We can go as long as we want if we want to. Yeah, as long as, as they if we want or whatever because we're yeah. just keep talking. But yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, since we're going to keep talking, I can talk, probably talk about how, like, one of my favorite episodes of the series is, uh, you know, the episode where they watch the pilot of, uh, Yeah, that is a genius. I just want to fast forward to, like, one of my favorite clips where they, uh, let's see if I can find it right here. Is it one I have to go It's the uh, one, yeah, Chris. here he is. Uh, excuse me? Great question, yeah. Sir, the Q&A is after the show. I worked three 12 hour shoots on this thing and all my scenes got cut. Who's that guy? Just Lord Boxman. It's me. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. They accidentally sent the Boxman scenes to the wrong animation studio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that joke so much. Fast better joke ever. I know, I love that part so much. Just the fact that they referenced the uh, Kennedy cartoon animation, the same studio that did stuff like, uh, you know, the first season of Tiny Toons and the uh, first season of Puff Name Scooby-Doo. Yep. And they always have like this trademark where they do like a kick dance and I kind of have a little <laughs> compilation of like, I didn't notice this, but it's, it's, I've never seen it all together. Oh my that's God. totally Sun Wukong. We all know it. 
<laughs> it was like my favorite thing about like that animation studio, Kennedy Cartoons, is the fact that uh, they worked on the first season of Tiny Toon Adventures, and uh, apparently their animation style was so bad that uh, creator and, and executive producer Steven Spielberg just like had all their animation kind of like thrown out, but because they were under deadlines, they had Did to they? keep most. Of, yeah. Wow. They had to keep most of the animation because they were under deadlines, so... I, I, I like that. <laughs> well, that's like the best stuff that was watchable. Just, yeah. You didn't see how bad it was. Because that's the thing, is like, that's the stuff that they they let pass the filter. Oh. That's, but there's probably worse stuff that you didn't get to see. Also, like, even more notable is the fact that they weren't brought on to do animation for Animaniacs. Oh. Mm -hmm. Are they still making a new Animaniacs? I don't think nah. so. No, Steve. Well, I, I, no, the new one is still in production. They've yeah, it would be cool yeah. alongside with all the Avatar movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There, there's so many cartoons that could be, you know, brought back. That it's like they don't want to or something. I don't know. There's, there's like, there's like a lot of things that can happen in production. There's like, they can get into what's called development hell. They can get into like a whole bunch of problems with like, right. um, yeah, I guess and, you know, like, how do you explain Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, like, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. How do I explain that? Sega is all like, you walk up to Sega and you're like, hey Sega, I got the idea, and they go, huh? No, no, no. Netflix is this. Hey, where do I put my idea in the slot? Netflix. Oh wow, it's done! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks! Uh, they yeah. haven't done a Fantastic Voyage parody yet on OKKO, oh. have they? I, I don't, don't no, think they haven't. Yeah. They're well, still prime real estate. I, I guarantee you that they will. Well, it's yeah. like with Bonkers. You'll never see Bonkers as long as Goldweight. You know, like, they will never put that out on video, on DVD, I mean. Um, as long as Bobcat Goldwave is still alive, because he, they, he won't let them. That's really funny. That really sucks. It's no, funnier no. than the whole show. No, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> no, like, it's, awesome it's, it's, it stinks. Hello. Oh, yeah. I gotta go to bed. Let's go. Okay, All right, so okay. we're wrapping up here. David, 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 David. Anyway, thank you very much. This has been OKKO, okay, like, stock heroes. All right.